0: Well, to start off the new year in the context of the new year, technically it's the second quarter because the Lord's new year started three months ago. Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets, new year. So what I'm going to deal with for the next perhaps four weeks is a tour of the kingdom. I'll give you a tour of the kingdom of God because we are talking about the kingdom. You got to know what's in the kingdom, right? If you've ever been to a city or been to a museum, you have a tour guide. So for now, I'm going to be your tour guide. Okay, I'm going to show you around the kingdom, show you some things. The first place I want you to stop and write down just as a reminder and some of these sites you will have seen before. And it's okay because faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So here is the first thought. Matthew chapter 3 verse 2 says what? Repent or change your mind because the kingdom comes of God is at hand. Say that with me. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now who was talking? John. The apostle John, the same one who wrote the book of Revelation. Excuse me, that was John the Baptist who said that, but he was referencing the Messiah himself whom he saw coming. He saw him coming in the midst of all of the things that he said. He said, change the way you think. Repentance is the word a or yo, which means a compunction for guilt or a, a desire to change. In other words, you see that there's a dog coming and he's running fast. This is repentance. <laughs> okay, with a whole lot more speed. All right. So repentance is to turn around and go in the opposite direction because of something that you see. So when you look at that word, why would he say repent? Because you need to pray more. Why didn't he say that? Why didn't he say, change the way you are going because you need to fast more? Because the most important part about this part of the coming king was that the introducer to the king, the MC, saying the king's about to come to the stage, wants the congregation or the audience to know, change the way you think before he speaks. The reason why that's important is because if you bring in the Old Testament into the new wineskin, something's going to break. Because the two don't really live well together. So in a very simple way, you know that we've ministered on New Year's Eve about Exodus, right? The Exodus factor. What do you have to do first, leave or enter? You got to leave first because you cannot enter until you first leave. Right. Once you leave, then you can enter. The children of Israel had to leave the prom. had to leave uh, Israel or better yet, Egypt. And in order to leave there, they had to cross over a body of water, Red Sea. Right. And they couldn't leave through the Red Sea, so they needed help. What's the key to you? You need help to get through some of the places you need to leave from. Right. Once you cross over with God's help, now you are in the wilderness. That's a place of transition. It is a holy place. Most folks don't like it there because there are lions, tigers, and bears, and snakes, and scorpions, and serpents. And Satan just loves to mess with you when things aren't going right to make you think God's nowhere. And if you're not careful, you will say the words that he puts in your Chris Tucker mouth. Man, I don't know why. You cannot let that be the case. you got to work your way. you got to leave the wilderness. But you can't get to the wilderness for, until you first leave the place of bondage. So you got to leave before you enter. Now that you have entered into this wilderness and this process is going, your next road is Canaan. Your goal is the promise. You ain't a, you're not a Christian for, for nothing. I mean, even David said when he went before Goliath, what do I get? If I kill this, this, this giant, I mean, you know, if I'm going to put myself out there, I might as well get something in, the, in return. And the scripture didn't say anything about David was a selfish man. You should get something out of your relationship to the king. Oh, see, you got religion. I told you to take your religious clothes off. You should get something because you hang around folks who got something. It's a normal exchange to life. You don't hang around the wealthy and the wealthy don't bless you in some way even if it's with their wisdom, or should I say your wisdom? Because you are the wealthy. You are wealthy people. Yeah, so once you're inside of that promise, or better yet, inside of that wilderness, then you still gotta get to your promised land and that means you gotta cross another body of water. In this context, it is what? The Jordan River. And the Jordan River is a type of what? The flesh, absolute flesh, yes, the flesh. It is a type of the flesh. It's a type of you getting over yourself. Because even though you got away from folks who held you, now you get a, got to get away from yourself if you're still holding yourself back. So you can't get to your promise until you leave your wilderness. You can't get to your wilderness until you leave your captivity. You've got to leave before you can enter. Say that. I got to leave before I can enter. So that normal process is the reason why John, 3, Matthew 3, 2, John the Baptist said, you got to leave, repent. The way you used to think, because the king is now here, we think repentance typically means at the altar crying. You might come to the altar and cry, but if you don't change your mind, save them tears. Because you've got to change your mind because the king is coming. Now, why is it required? Because if you are going to enter into the way the Lord thinks, you've got to leave the way you think. It's a whole process, okay? Okay. Then, if you move over to Matthew chapter 4, now Jesus is coming, and this context in verse 17 says, And from that time on, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. The difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel is the gospel itself is good news about the king. The gospel of the kingdom is the information from the king on how the government works that you are a part of. Because if you don't know how it works, you might not get from it every benefit that is available to you at the sacrifice of the king. Amen. See, most kings who were born into kingship, they don't care about your sacrifice. They are the ones with the royalty. So you benefit from what they want you to have. This king gives you a seat right beside him. And therefore, even as the amens are sparse, because you're processing, I'm also aware that you're going to have to keep changing clothes during this conversation. You're going to have to take off that religious garment because this is the word of God. This is not my opinion. I'm just highlighting the truth about your real state in life in spite of what your finances or your education or your physical stature is. God put you beside him because he wanted you to be there. You didn't sign up for this. You didn't qualify for this. You didn't pay for this. You were born into this. So you got to change the way you think so that you can occupy what God has provided for you. Amen. All right. Now, let's move over now to Matthew chapter six. And we're going to read this verses 24 through 34. You're familiar with that bottom 633. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But I want you to see how you got there, because this really frames up the idea behind why it's important for us to know what the king is thinking. Because he's thinking something today that's global in nature, regional in nature, and personal in nature. Jesus is thinking something. Let's put that verse up when you get it. He's thinking something that is global in nature, that is regional in nature, and is personal in nature. Which is the one you think you're most interested in? Personal. Thank you for your honesty, my darling wife, because everybody else wanted to say the religious thing, some of them. But the fact is, if it don't affect you, you are usually not interested. Let's just be honest. Take the clothes off. Put on the truth. The truth is, you know, if it it ain't bothering me, as far as you're concerned, you don't give it your attention. How many of you were not paying attention to how many house for sale signs were out there until you started looking? How many cars drove by you that you couldn't care less about till you start looking for a car? How many of you know that you're not interested in a man until you get interested in a man? I'm talking to the ladies. Okay. Just making sure. If you are a, 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 a man looking for a lady or a lady looking for a man, you are not looking until you're looking. So you don't become interested until you become interested. Just make this real plain. So when the king has something that's of interest to him, his expectation is that you are interested. But sometimes we're not. Just say amen for the person beside you. For the person beside you. Just say amen for the person beside you. Because they they still got the clothes on. The reason why this is important is because we're going to get to a place here talking about concepts that if, if, if you get it, your life will change before the month is out. Yes, sir. If you don't get it, you'll stay a different version of yourself which don't cut it for you. Amen. It don't cut it for you to stay where you are when you know you're trying to go where you aren't. Right. And in order to get where you aren't, you got to leave where you are. And some of us have to drastically, radically make that change, okay? And then we have to add weight to our intentions to stay changed, right? It's called confirmations, right? It's called rededications. It's called renewing the mind, which is a process that takes work, right? We talked about the walk with God takes energy. It takes energy. Ergon is that word, ergonomics, it comes from that. We gotta work at being, I'm not talking about working at being a Christian, we have to work at being who we really are because we're surrounded by what we're not. Remember we had that conversation about the world and the word? And the world was big and the word is small? But how did the world get here? By the small word. How does your world change? By the small word. And you have to keep applying those words until massive change comes.